Hello, friends, and welcome to the Carolyn Whitaco Art Podcast, where we talk all things inspiration, art style, travel, business, and everything else you experience on your art journey. Today, we're getting into what types of events you can sell your artwork at. But first, a life update. So recently, I had the honor of doing a classroom talk, and nothing in my adult life has made me feel more like an adult than showing up in front of a bunch of students and actually like giving a talk to younger people. So it was pretty cool. It was an artist career talk, and I talked mostly about my art style and about the products that I make to a group of students at AIM High School in Farmington Hills. So that was a really cool experience, and I was really happy that it went super well. I feel like I flexed my public speaking skills, which I have not always been good at, and the students had a lot of good questions. So I was actually impressed by them because they had so many good questions to ask and they also were not shy to ask about money, which I'm very glad because I feel like millennial students such as myself would have never asked a guest speaker in their classroom about money. And, you know, because we were taught that it was rude, but I feel like Gen Z is not always... um, instilled with the same like moral weights as we were and so I'm glad that that one has been lifted for them because we should ask about money we should be talking about money especially when it comes to a career and especially when it comes to our creativity and trying to make a job out of it because you can't have a job without money let's be real so it was very cool I felt very cool I felt very adult and it was really awesome um, to have that experience so that was awesome Another life update is that I have started to line up a bunch of art shows for the summer and this fall in Michigan. So I will be spending my summer and fall, late summer and fall in Michigan, and I have a lot of shows to announce, and I'm actually not going to announce my biggest announcement yet because I just, it's so enormous. It's a huge life change for me, the commitment that I've committed to, but I'm just not ready to like full blast announce it. So I'm not going to, but I will tell you that I am going to be at the Witch's Bazaar September 22nd. So I'm really excited about this one. They have been taking a four-year hiatus from their show. They used to do two per year, and I would always do them because they're always a blast. But I think they took some time off during COVID and then just never really hopped back on the ball. So they are finally hopping back on the ball. So obviously I had to apply. They emailed me early, which pro tip, this is a pro tip for people who do art shows, which hopefully is you as well. They emailed me and all the other vendors who had previously showed there first before they announced it to the public, before they sent out any other advertising emails, before they made their submission forms public. They sent them to what they called returning vendors. So if you'd shown there before, they gave you first priority and they gave me a discount on my booth fee. So just saying, once you start doing art shows, it does become easier to do art shows for many reasons, and that one is a good reason as well. So pro tip on that. So other than that, I am filled every single weekend this fall with art shows. Very exciting. More on that later. Another project I'm excited about that I am working on currently is I'm getting to do another nursery mural. I love to do nursery murals. I love to do, she's doing a woodland theme. So it's like very foresty. It's going to have like a little lake. I'm doing little lily pads, which I've never drawn lily pads before. They're turning out to be very easy and they're looking really great. But 
I'm just really excited about this project. I love murals and I especially, I just do have a soft spot in my heart for things like kids illustrations or nursery murals or things of that nature, mostly just because I feel like they're so much fun. I don't know. I just love them. So those are my life updates for the week. So let's get into our topic of the day, which is art shows. And we're going to discuss the different types, how they blend together and where they take place. This is going to be kind of a general overview. It's not going to be super in-depth for any type of art show, but I just want to give you guys the general feel of the different types and what you can expect when you go to them because every art show is different. Every single one is, and there's a lot of blending between the categories as well. So these are not set in stone, right? And people will throw these different terms around kind of interchangeably. So I do want to give you a heads up on that on that front as well. But let's get started. The first art event that I want to introduce you to is exhibitions. And these are usually in a gallery setting. So they can be highbrow, but not always. It depends on the artist that is showing. But I normally assume if it's an exhibition at a certain type of gallery, you always have to look at the type of gallery it's in as well, because that can give you a big heads up in the gallery's reputation for who they have showing there. But usually if it's an exhibition in a gallery, it will be more high class. Um, They typically will have services where when you are a showing artist there, you will drop off your artwork framed and ready to hang, which means it's framed in an actual frame with glass on it and it has the wiring in the back so that they can easily hang it up in the gallery. So that's how you will deliver it. But you will not set it up personally. They will have a curator there and the curator will actually set it up for you. So you just drop everything off like the day before or the week before and then on opening night you will just show up and they'll have it all hanging up on the walls. So by opening night I mean typically there is like a celebration, an event that goes along with the opening of this new show. All the artists or artists, if it's just one person, which is called a solo show and it's a big honor, But everybody shows up with all the guests and the friends and the attendees and all the artists and they serve drinks and usually there is a host who will present the artist and maybe someone will get up and make a speech explaining the artwork, which is really nice. I always love that speech that people do. Not all the artists have to give one. I've personally never given one. Um... Actually, I lied. I have given one before, but it was in college. It was a small show. (laughs) I took it for granted, obviously. But... Anyways, normally somebody will get up and give a speech explaining the art, and not every artist does it. So I've only done it at that one small show, but usually it's like the biggest artist in the gallery will do it. Or most of the stuff that I do is considered lowbrow, so no one actually does this at the show. But for exhibitions, at least the host will get up and introduce who all the artists are and give them a brief explanation of their art, etc. And then after the opening reception, so the opening reception is usually like late at night at the gallery. They'll make special hours for it. And then the exhibit will go on for a few weeks. So they'll leave your artwork hanging up for a few weeks. So if it's something that you need to have, if you sell original pieces and you need to have them around, plan to not have your art pieces around for a few weeks because they will be hung up in the gallery for however long the show is. Anyone who visits the gallery during their normal open hours can see it, which is really nice for people who couldn't make it out to the actual opening event. And it's funny because the 
regular gallery hours are always like some weird annoying time frame like 10 to 1 and 3 to 5 p.m <laughs> which i'm not hating but i'm just stating facts so it's always weird to try to get into a gallery or try to see a show for a gallery that when the opening night has passed because the opening reception is always at a very convenient like weekend 6 p.m time but the rest of the time you'll have to look at their schedule so that's exhibitions they are very fancy sometimes. They are very highbrow. You should feel very good if you get into them. It's kind of like a status symbol. And it is a little bit different because at an exhibition, you don't set up a table. So like for the, our next one is going to be a pop-up. You pop up a table. So there's no table. You don't hang anything. They usually will hang it for you um, and like dress nice when you show up, basically. Let's get on to pop-ups. Pop-ups can be in local stores where you literally pop up a little table in the lobby and sell your artwork there for the day. So it's very casual. It's very impromptu. Normally you will get this type of gig if you know somebody who like works at a store and their boss is like, hey, yeah, we need, you know, a special event or something. Could you have like a kind of like a, a guest speaker? Well, like it's like a pop-up, right? So you just have a guest come in for one day. You pop up your little shop in the lobby and you sell your artwork for the day. The store loves it because you promote the store and you love it because you get the benefit of the store's natural foot traffic. So it's kind of a win-win for everyone. Sometimes they make whole events about it with multiple artists and sometimes they only have enough floor space for just one pop-up shop. Normally they don't have a process where you can like fill out applications or apply to do this type of thing it really is just if you know somebody sometimes you can get these gigs if they'll just post it on facebook that's why it's really good to follow people's facebook pages like shops and owners of venues and things like that just follow them online because sometimes they will just post hey we're looking for pop-up artists to be in our lobby this sunday who's available and you can just shoot them a dm this is why I love social media. I hate social media for some reasons, but social media is such a good tool for artists and especially for networking. Follow these shops that may have a pop-up, little gift shops, little vintage shops. And these are best niche. So when you are going to be trying to get a pop-up, make sure it's something that is, well, you don't have to, but it is better if it is niche. So say for instance, I make embroidered hair scrunchies. So my embroidered hair scrunchies are going to do a lot better if I'm in a pop-up at a hair salon than they are if I'm at a pop-up at like, I don't know, a dentist office or something, which they probably would never do a pop-up anyways, but <laughs> you get the point. So people going to the salon obviously care about their hair. So when they see my super cute embroidered hair scrunchies, they're going to be more interested in that than the average person would be. So I would give more benefit being there to the salon customers. And I also would most likely sell more scrunchies to these customers because obviously they care about their hair. So make sure your pop-ups are niche if you can. It's better for everyone. It's better for the business. It's better for you. Pop-ups are very casual, very chill. One day events, you set up your table, you set up everything. Um, and sometimes they, the shop will ask for a cut, but usually they don't. Okay, let's talk about art shows. Art shows, I will say this as a disclaimer, especially for the title of art shows. Art shows are like the euphemism of the art event world. 
Euphemism meaning like when I say car, I could be talking about any motor vehicle, right? But you know the difference between a car and a truck. Art shows is kind of the same. Art shows could be used to describe any artist event, but also you should know the difference between an art show and like an art fair. These are kind of like pop-ups, but they're more planned out. I would put them in between exhibitions and pop-ups. They're like in the middle. It's usually at a bar or an event venue that can fit about, you know, anywhere from five to 50 artists. It's a little bit more planned out because someone will make a flyer about it. Maybe they will post it online and make an event on social media, right? Like a Facebook event. Sometimes you have to apply and fill out an application and pay a fee to get into them. Sometimes they are free. So it just has more planning behind it. People mark them on their calendars. Also, our shows will often act like concerts. Like when you go to a concert, there is usually maybe you pay a ticket to get in. So a lot of art shows, they don't charge the artists, but they will charge the guests who arrive and charge them like five bucks at the door. It's also like concerts, which is really nice for artists and for people attending in that there are different levels of artists who attend. So there will be a really big name artist who is set up right next to an artist where it's their very first show, (laughs) which is really cool for very first time artists because you get to hang out with people with a lot of experience. And this helped me so much when I was first starting out was just being around people who had a lot more experience than me. And you get to talking. So our shows are very casual as well. Sometimes they will have live music alongside the art shows. It's like a whole event. It's a very mixed bag event, very mid-level event. But They are my favorite. These are the ones that I do the most often. The one that I announced earlier in the life update, the Witch's Bazaar, that one I would consider to be an art show. It's bigger. It is in a gallery that also will sometimes have like exhibitions. But this event is an art show. It is for one night only. There's going to be music. They're going to have like special events. They're going to have food. There's drinks. There's a bunch of artists showing. They do charge tickets at the door. And they charged a fee to have your booth there for artists as well. So that's kind of the scoop on art shows. They are very mid-level. They are very fun. All right, now let's get into artist markets or fairs. I would classify markets and fairs to be the same thing. These are the events that are most likely to be outside with the artists under those 10 by 10 foot white tents and the concession stands all around, elephant ears and stuff like that in the summertime. So these are art markets or fairs. A lot of the times the city will put it on every year. The biggest one in my hometown area is the Ann Arbor Art Fair. It's so big because many people come and it's expensive to get booth space there because the sales are crazy, so very appropriate. But That's the biggest one around me. There's also the Wyandotte Street Fair or the Allen Park Art Fair. So normally the city will be the one hosting this. So you want to get with um, like city focused groups, whoever plans this, if you want to get into this. Normally there is a larger booth fee associated with these and an application fee just because the demand to get in is so high and the level of crowd who shows up is so high as well. Sadly, a lot of fairs or markets exclude mediums like digital art, and they also will exclude reproductions, they'll call them. And 
I get it because they want to promote original artwork, but it really excludes me a lot of the time. So I don't do art fairs as much because most of my work that I sell is technically a reproduction, even though the original would be a digital file, which you can't exactly sell an NFT at an art fair. That would be pretty lame in my opinion. <laughs> so just make sure that your medium is included before you fill out the application and make sure you read the rules of these types of events before you try to apply because you might be wasting your time. I normally don't even try with these because I do sell reproductions. I do digital and these days as well, I'm sure they will start excluding things like AI as well. So if you're an AI artist, um, you're probably excluded from these events as well. Most of the time. Double check, but I would say well, the likelihood is high. So different types of events will have different requirements for entry, which is why they all usually require these applications or nominations to get in. Sometimes smaller art shows will have either like themes. Have, it'll be a theme that you have to fit into. Fairs, normally there's no theme, but there are specific requirements. Markets and fairs are also more complicated to show at since they are outdoors, meaning you need to provide your own tent and prepare for possible rain. So this is another reason I don't do these because not only am I not welcome there, <laughs> but I don't have a tent. You can rent them. They are decently affordable to rent or to buy, but you have to set them up and have like certain walls on your thing. Prepare for rain. Make sure everything is waterproof, which I recommend anyways. But just check out your local city Facebook pages or websites to find out about these and check out what's required because there are extra requirements, but... The extra work is worth it for these because so many people come out. So many people will find you at these events. It's a great marketing tool. Definitely love a fair and a market, but normally it's not the things that I do. Next up, our next art show event that we are going to talk about is festivals. Festivals are a whole different breed. Festivals happen every year, just like art fairs or markets. And they're often outside like them as well but they're like the dad of art markets. So they're like the grown up version. Festivals are different because they are usually more than one weekend or they're like an entire week long. So they're pretty much the big daddy long legs of art shows. The reason why is because they are such a huge event, not only in their time span, but in the amount of people who show up as well. Like because there are multiple days, hundreds of thousands of people normally show up to these types of events. And it usually is very exclusive to get into these events because usually you have to know somebody or it is expensive to get in because the organizers know the benefit that they bring to the table, right? Obviously, they need artists as well, but they know what they're bringing. So some examples of art festivals are Electric Forest is a simple one. It's an annual festival. It's known for their installation art as well as the music. The music is the main point of Electric Forest, and it's like an EDM type style, like electronic music, which I'm not really a fan of. But the art there is so amazing that I really want to go. I have never been, but the installation art that they have it has become iconic in the Midwest region because they are outside in the forest. So it's like concert venues, concerts, you can go camping there, you can sleep there for the weekend, etc. And they have these artists come in and create like I saw one, I always, after the event, I always look at them online. There's this one, it was a garden sculpture type of situation. So they had created this garden that you can walk through physically outside in the woods. And they had all these sculptures that were put up and it was just so beautiful. 
So their installation art is on point there. If you are an installation artist or you want to get into installations, check out Electric Forest Festival. Very cool. Um, so another thing about festivals is that they always create a dedicated fan base. For Electric Forest, they will call each other their forest family. So you'll see them all talk about it before the festival, before they show up. They're like, can't wait to link up with my forest fam. Like, you know, because people, the same people go every year. So it creates this type of community and this type of dedicated fan base that other things don't get. Like, you're not going to get that at an art fair from your city. So maybe people will go every year, but they're not like a dedicated fan, right? Because it's not it's not the same because it doesn't have a theme. It doesn't have like festivals have a theme, right? A very niche interest usually. So another instance would be the Renaissance Festival. They are known for artwork themed around 14th to 17th century. So kind of like um, like kings and castles and knights and dragons and like witchy stuff, kind of like, you know, like Renaissance era stuff. It's seven weekends long in Michigan, but they have festivals all around the country. And I think maybe around the world and people will show up every single weekend during the festival so they'll show up all seven weekends people will also dress up kind of just like the electric force festival they wear festival outfits so at the renaissance festival they wear festival outfits as well but they're usually more like costumes or cosplays like more serious cosplays that fit the theme there is a community that gets formed around these events because you meet people who also have your niche interests which is really important And it's recurring every year. So you can meet up with the same community every year. So you make friends at these festivals and you can keep in touch with them through the event. So the fan base is very dedicated at festivals, which is why they're the daddy long legs of the art world, in my opinion, for the lowbrow things anyways. And they are also cool because they're not always like art fairs in that they have the pop-up tents. So the Renaissance Festival has, instead of booths with just a table, there are full-on permanent structures that are built outside for vendors to put up shoppings. They're like wooden buildings. They're a lot more upscale. They're a lot cooler. Like they look like you're walking through a little Renaissance town. So it's very, very cool. Because they are every single year and they're in the same place every single year, they can do things like have installation art or have these wooden booths that they can pop up and keep there for years and years to come. So festivals are really awesome. If you can get into them, definitely do so. Next up is live painting shows. Live painting shows are really cool. I personally don't do them, but I know a lot of artists who do and love them. These are events where the artists are painting at the event. So people can come and watch you make your artwork in real time. It's a performance as much as it is a shopping situation. And in a lot of other shows, they'll have like performance art, like music, dancing, burlesque. But here at live painting shows, the main thing really is watching the artists make their stuff in real time. If you are somebody who loves to do art shows and you want to do events, but maybe you don't always love to have conversations with people, you don't want to sell to people, that makes you feel some type of way, live painting might be the thing for you because it kind of replaces conversation at the event. So I feel like when I'm doing a regular art show, I am I have my stuff in front of me, but I'm really just speaking with people all day and talking with people. But if you're at a live painting show, you're going to be painting. 
This is the reason why I don't do this because I cannot really focus on my painting and engage with people at the same time. And truly, I want to engage with people more than I want to paint at a show. I like to paint in quiet, in my home with nobody bothering me. So that's what I do, and I'm not really a fan of doing these. But I know people who are maybe a little bit more shy, or they just want to, they need to squeeze in extra time to get the painting done. Sometimes you will sell a painting before it's even finished. So people will be watching you make it, and they say, I want that. When you're done, hit me up. I'm going to buy it. And it really helps to sell it on the spot. And the one live painting show, well, actually, I've done a couple, but it's the same event. I've done it a few times. I did also do this. So I was not done selling a big, like, four-by-four-foot wooden panel painting I was doing. I was still working on it, and this lady was like, I want that. So it's really cool to have that experience when it's not even finished yet and someone already wants it. And it's because people are invested in the piece when they're watching you make it. Because it's not only just a product that they're buying, it's now a memory that they are holding onto because they got to watch you do it. And that's really cool. Live painting shows might be for you if you are into that kind of thing. So check them out. And the last real one I want to talk about are DIY shows. DIY shows are in people's basements. (laughs) Not every time, but don't be surprised if it is. So DIY shows are really just people making it work when they are not an organizer. They don't have a lot of money. They're just making it happen, right? The weirdest, best, and most experimental shit goes on here at DIY shows. For example, in New Mexico, I went to this one where this girl organized a few houses on her block to all be part of a show. She had a studio she had her art studio like in her garage so what she did was she just opened the door to her garage and showed her studio me and a couple other artists like did a pop-up in her actual driveway so we were just in her driveway at her house when we needed to like use the bathroom and stuff we just like went into her house her neighbors popped up in their backyard her neighbor was a ceramic artist and had a couple artists pop up their tables in her backyard as well so it was kind of just like a couple of houses on her block just decided to be part of this show and they promoted it and a lot of people actually came surprisingly for this weird type of show. DIY shows are shows that are people just making it happen. I've done a lot of backyard shows where people are just like yep I don't have a venue we're just going to do it at my house and honestly they are a lot of fun they're very chill. My friend Robbie put one on because he has like a vintage shop and he put up tarps and tents in his driveway and then set it up in his garage. He had this little like coffee and cocoa situation going on inside the house you could go in and get like some free hot chocolate it was just really cool and I like them because you don't have to adhere to the rules of venues so you don't have to close at a certain time like the venue requires you can bring your own food you don't have to like have a licensed food vendor things like that so DIY shows are really like the most chill anything goes environment I have definitely done some basement shows some weird like we're trying to be a gallery, but we just don't have any money yet. So like come and do this show so we can raise money. So sometimes they will charge a fee to be there. Sometimes they'll ask for a cut for whoever organizes it, but sometimes it's just free and people just go and hang out. The only thing about DIY shows is that you pretty much have to know somebody to be a part of it. So if you don't know someone you're not going to get the invitation because normally they, there's not a lot of planning involved to where they have an application or they don't usually promote the submission forms online because they're DIY. They don't have the infrastructure or the people organizing it that a normal art show would have. So you kind of just have to know somebody or hear about it through the grapevine and then get invited. 
I will also say that sometimes a lot of people will show and sometimes not a lot of people will show to these. So it really is just an anything goes, you don't know what to expect, just show up and wing it type of situation. But these are like, honestly, some of the best times I've had were at DIY shows. So don't miss out on them. You meet a lot of cool people. And the people who will throw these events are the type of people that you want to be around because they're willing to make things work no matter what. And that is a gift and not everyone has that trait and it's an amazing trait. That's the last official one. The last thing I want to mention on types of art shows is that they are mixed. So sometimes you get two in one. Sometimes you get like a three in one. Sometimes you're really not even sure what to classify the event as. So, for example, one time I had a group exhibition at Riapel Gallery in Detroit. It was an exhibition at a gallery, so they required me to drop off the artwork framed and ready to hang, and the curator curated the show. So, on the day of, all you had to do was show up, which is a nice luxury. But at the same time, it was part of a wider art fair known as Eastern Market After Dark. So, Eastern Market After Dark is a district-wide art fair celebrating all of the murals painted during the mural festival that they have in the Eastern Market every year. So it is every year like a fair or a market, and all the studios in the area hold open studio exhibitions and people gallery hop, seeing all kinds of artists and murals in between. It's not like a fair where they have tents and little pop-ups, so instead of the tents, they would have the galleries. So they kind of mixed those two events together. And the Eastern Market is a very unique place in that they also have like what they call sheds, which are these giant pavilions with walls on them. Artists popped up in there as well, too. So it was that part of it could have maybe been like an art show because everybody's in the same room and they all set up their tables like an art show. But then at the same time, they have this gallery walk that's part of it as well. So There's a mix, and you will find the mix and where things intersect and which aspects are your favorite. And then once you do a few art shows in each of these categories, you can really determine which ones are best suited for you, which ones your art sells best at, which ones fit your style the most. Um, Like I said, for me, I don't really do art markets or fairs, and I also don't really do live painting because they're just not really my thing. But that doesn't mean that they're not amazing events to be at. So make sure that you test each one out and decide which one you want to do and then go for it. That's all I have for this episode. I hope that this was really helpful for you. If you have been doing art shows a while, this probably would be a big, a big obvious (laughs) rant that I just went on. But if you've never done art shows, then this I'm sure was extremely helpful for you because nobody outlined this type of etiquette or this type of what to expect for me when I was doing art shows. I always was just showing up with a, hopefully this goes well. I don't know what to expect. I just bring all of my stuff and hope for the best, which I mean, it happened, you know, I made it happen. But if you are someone who wants to get into art shows, I want you to kind of know what to expect a little bit because it's just easier that way, right? It's just easier. So if you want to get into art shows and you have never done one or you've maybe done one that didn't go so well, I do have an ebook on my website that can give you a little bit more direction. So the ebook is called The Complete Guide to Your First Art Show, and you can download it in the study section at A Cup of Cloudy or in the shop section under ebooks. It's the only ebook I offer because I think it's like the most important thing. 
I will maybe be offering more ebooks in the future, but so far that's the only one I have because I felt that it's the most important for artists who need to sell their artwork is get into shows. And so if you're interested in this, you can go ahead and order that. It's $27 on my site. It's a quick, easy download. As soon as you buy it, you get access to it in your email and you can read it in the afternoon. I think it's like 40 something pages very informative. I discuss like how to get in, what fees people normally charge, what to do once you're there, how to interact with the other artists, like good social etiquette when you're there basically because I know a lot of people have trouble with like social situations. Usually it's pretty chill. And then what to do when you're trying to sell your work, like making the sale. I also go over what to do after the show. If you're interested in learning about step-by-step what to do in an art show, the complete guide to your first art show will really spell it out for you. So go ahead and check that out at acupofcloudy.com and yeah, it'll be super helpful for you. So that's all I have for you guys today. Make sure to tell your artsy friends about this podcast, leave a review, give me a little rate and review and share it on social media. That will help your other artsy friends. I will see you guys next time. Thank you for listening to the Carolyn Whitaco Art Podcast and I'll talk to you later. Bye.